0: blog
1: talk radio we want to welcome you to another episode on mbki radio broadcasting network prepare yourselves and get ready and allow the spirit of the lord to transform your mind and here's your host apostle anthony baxter to make that confession of faith
0: tonight. Oh, Say it. I will never be the shame.
1: not after being with you. Amen, amen, amen. I want to welcome each and every person to MBKI's Broadcasting Network where tonight we have My Brother's Keeper's Men's Ministry where we're going over a 20-week series upon the measures of a man. So you you call yourself a man. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I hope you had a fantastic day today. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And the Bible says that we should rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that each and every person was glad in this day that God has given us. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, he's given us a, a, a breath. Hallelujah. To take part in this day. Hallelujah. He's given us uh, eyes to see, ears to hear. Amen. He has given us the things that we need. Hallelujah. To take part in this day and to be a blessing to someone else. Let's open in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise. We give you honor. Thank you, Father, for being the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am. Hallelujah. Father, as we go forward, Lord God, I just pray that you uh, begin to uh, shift the hearts and minds of those, Father God, that are on the line. Amen. That their hearts will be prepared to receive what it is, Father God, that you have given on this night, Father God, for us to chew on in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, and as it drops into their spirit, Lord God, a Bow them, Father God, not to just be hearers, but to be doers, Father God, to shift their mind, O God, that they may become mature men, leaders, Father God, in their communities, in their home, as well as in their church. And if they are leaders on now, Father God, I just thank you for giving them, Father God, the truth out of your word, that they may walk by the truth that will set them free from the lie. Amen, glory be to God. Where would we be, Father God? Where would we go? Hallelujah. Without your love, Father, where would we go? Without
0: your
1: I mean, everything is in Jesus. Amen. Everything is in Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I thank God. Hallelujah. Who is the head of my life? Glory be to God. I thank God for my wife. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for her. She's under the weather. They say she had a touch of pneumonia, but you know, we believe the report of the Lord. She. Healed. Amen So y'all praise with me Praise with me Praise with me Amen Hallelujah Praise with me Glory be to God Hallelujah I thank God for all the sons and daughters Hallelujah that uh, he has given us Throughout uh, the country And in other countries we, we, we thank you for your prayers We thank you for your loyalty We thank you for all that you are Hallelujah to us in the name of Jesus. And all of you apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers, overseers, deacons, hallelujah in your respectful places. Glory be to God. We honor you and thank you for tuning in to Must Be Kingdom's podcasting network on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. So y'all know we've been at this thing for a minute. We have been at this for a minute. We have gotten to part 10 of the measure of a man. So as I always say, so you call yourself a man, huh? Okay. All right. Well, we're in part 10, hallelujah, of a measure of a man. So we're going to pull out our dipstick and we're going to see what the barometer says, hallelujah, so you can measure your own self. Hallelujah. I got my stick out and it ain't been coming out too well lately, y'all, I'm going to tell you. But you know, one good thing is through These 10 weeks, I've been able to really take a look at myself, really see things from a biblical perspective, as far as being a man, not just a man, but a mature man, not just a mature man, but a mature leader. Because the mature leaders deal with things not from their emotions, but from their spirit. And many of us leaders are emotionally children because we were stunted. Our, Our emotions stopped growing. Amen. When we were in our teens, when we was out there doing the things we was doing, you know, putting things in our body that would uh, stop the emotional growth. Amen. So some of us are playing catch up. Amen. But, you know, if you don't know you're playing catch up, you just might think this is just the way you are. You just slow. No, you're not slow. you just slow and growing emotionally because you stop growing because of the blunts and the, the Hennessy and all these type of things that we put into our body. Amen? Glory be to God. So we get an opportunity to see what characteristics we as men, mature men, should have. Let me tell you something. You know, those fake Jews. Oh, let me let me back up. You know, those Jews over there, you know, their sons you know, they bring them up, they groom them to where at 12 years old, they cross over and have a big old shindig for them. They cross over into manhood because their parents, their father has taught them how to the characteristics of what it is to be a man. But see, many of us didn't grow up in a household where we were able to get that type of tutelage, mentoring. Amen. Some of us had dads that were there, but uh, uh, physically, but emotionally, they checked out. Some of us didn't have any dads there. Amen. And then some may have had some abusive dads. So, I mean, and then there may have been some that had some dads that were able to teach them, hallelujah, what it is to be a real man by the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. But one great thing is this. God's word is always true, and it's always alive, and it's always there. So you can always turn to it and get what you need. Amen. Amen. And he says in there, if your mother and father forsake you, guess what? He's there for you. He's there. Amen? Glory be to God. Turn with me, y'all, to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to read 1 through 7. Now, before you do that, as I always say, go get your pen, your notebook, your Bible. Amen. Get all your necessities so you can take notes. It makes no sense in being in a teaching line and not take notes to go over. Amen. Because when you go over them, it concretes it within you. Amen. And then you can make sure that I'm telling you the truth by the word of God. Amen. Study. Study the word to show thyself approved. Amen. Don't just take my word for it. Hallelujah. Study it for yourself. Get more revelation and understanding for yourself. 1 Timothy. Hallelujah. Chapter 3 and verse 1. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is what it reads. Let's go. This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, able to teach. Not given to wine nor striker, not greedy of filthy liquor, but patient. Not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? Not a novice, least being lifted up with pride. He falls into the condemnation of the devil. Amen. Glory be to God. Moreover, he must have a good report from them which are out least he shall fall into reproach and in the snare of the devil. And in the snare of the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we're in week ten. And we're going to be going over tonight self willed. Self willed. Amen. Self willed. Self is self centered. Egotistical. Arrogant. Amen. Am I calling you out? of my in your mailbox? Amen. These are traits that are not of a mature leader. We have many leaders today that are leading individuals. And are doing more harm to them than good because they're leading them from an emotional place, not a spiritual place. Amen. There's many leaders today, not all, but, but some that are moving in a self-centered, egotistical way. It's all about me, 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 me. And God is nowhere in the equation. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you the Greek word for self-willed. It's authorities, A-U-T-H-A-T or A-U-T-H-A-D-E-E-S. Authorities, that's the Greek word for self will. Now, a Christian man who is self-centered or Self-pleasing or self-oriented does not have a good reputation. Why? Because individuals can see the arrogance, the self-centeredness in the individual that is all about them, and it's not a we thing; it's a me thing. Amen. And if you know, most people don't really don't really have too much good stuff to say about a selfish, self-centered individual. Because everything is all about them, amen. They're stubborn because I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do it how I want to do it, amen. Amen. Nor is their end good. See, they despise authority and are daring and self-willed. Go to here. Go to uh, uh, First Peter. Let's go to First Peter. Uh, go to uh, verse two. Of, excuse me, Second Peter, verse two of uh, chapter two, verse ten. I'll get it right. <laughs> oh, I think I had it right the first time. I think I had it right the first time. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. First Peter. Ah, uh, I see what my problem is. I'm in the wrong book. So Second Peter, chapter two, verse ten. Let's do it. All right. It says, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil dignities. Amen. So what is letting us know here is that these self-willed, self-centered, egotistical type of people, okay, that walk after the flesh, they would rather satisfy the flesh than the spirit. So if they're doing that, they're lusting after worldly things and their uncleanliness, and they despise government, authority, amen, self-willed, amen. Glory be to God. They are not afraid to speak evil dignities. Go on down to verse eleven. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not uh, uh, rail accusations against them before the Lord. So will be bring accusations pertaining to their self-centeredness or their selfish acts to the Lord. Amen. So what does that say? sin, amen, and depending upon what that lustfulness is, because this is also talking about homosexuality, because that's a selfish and self-centered act, amen, self-will, doing what I want to do, how I want to do, when I want to do, amen, so we must understand that being self-will, being self-centered, thinking about only me is not a God. So, if anybody told you that, if you, your you, you, you pastors preach that to you, no. Go to the Word. It'll set you free. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go down to verse 14 again. Let's go down to verse 14. Having eyes full of adultery, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, be galling unstable souls. In heart, they have exercised with covet practices, cursing, cursed children, cursed children. Amen. Their hearts are trained in greed. This is what their their the, the hearts are are trained in greed. What is training? Training means if you keep doing something, you get better at it, right? So what it's saying is. They have they keep doing the same thing and they're getting better and better and better at it. Their hearts are trained in greed. The mind, you 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 keep thinking, you keep coming up with ways, and then you, you just master this thing. Why? Because you do it over and over and over again. Amen. Glory be to God. We're talking about self-will. Amen. So you call yourself a man, huh? Are you self-willed, are you self-centered, egotistical, stubborn? All these things fall into being self-willed, amen? Now take your dipstick and put it in there and let's see, do you come up full of the Spirit, half full of the Spirit, or empty of the Spirit and all in the flesh? And that's between you and God, amen? Hallelujah, but see, we, we serve a merciful God to where he will allow us to repent and to turn from our ways and go a different direction. Amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's go down to verse 18. Amen. It says, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure, though the lust of the flesh through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error, who live in error. So they speak with arrogant words and vanity to draw people, to make themselves look one way, but really they another way. Because, you know, some people just listen to folks speak and they think that they have things all together because they speak all elegantly and all that good stuff, you know. But really, you know, down inside, they just a dog. Amen. I mean, I just got to tell it like it is. Amen. Yes, Lord. When my wife says she say she say uh uh, say, what's the truth to shame the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that one. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. In essence, a uh, a self willed man builds the world around him. Okay, he wants to do as he pleases. Here, women. Women of God, I know you can understand this. I know you can. You probably got a significant other. Some of you might have a husband that continues to do what he wants to do despite how it makes you feel. It can hurt you. It can bring you to tears, but he don't care. He's going to do what he want to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. And, and, and then you have a lot of let me take that back because you know I'm a word person. Some men that tell you if you can't deal with it, then you can go on and get to stepping. Amen. I mean, just real see, we we get to see the we get to see the people come into the church holding hands and a smile on their face, but y'all don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I'm just letting you know. Amen. Yeah, things like that. Hallelujah. So in this. In this, we put people or our wives or uh, those that are are soon to be our wives in a position of accepting pain that they have no reason to have to accept, but they love you. Selfishness. We men have to learn to stop taking advantage of the love that women have for us and just be selfish and just run around running amok like you're a twelve year old child. How many, you know, you get the you get the women that say, you know, I got three kids and a grown kid, my husband. Why'd she say that? Because you selfish, you self centered, you egotist. I'm. Mean, let me tell you something. Can I tell the truth? Can I really tell the truth? See, I fall in this right here. I do. I'll be the first to say I do. See, this is why this, see, I ain't no different than all y'all. The only thing is, I study. And so as I study, I share. I don't keep this stuff to me. See, I, I, I my, hey, but y'all, my partners, I mean, I got to share this stuff with you so we all can get where we need to go. Amen. I ain't going to be selfish. I ain't going to be greedy. I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to be humble. Amen. We got to get this, men. We got to get this. Because we are called to lead, not as kids, not as emotional wrecks, but as mature men of God. So we must understand God's criterias as being a mature man of God. These are qualifications, people. See, a lot of leaders don't qualify as leaders by God's standards. But as long as they got a piece of paper I went to a seminary school I got a Ph.D. in divinity and all this other kind of crap, see, they qualify by the world. But they jacked up on the inside. Why do you think you got these men slipping and dipping with men and women in the church? They shooting up people in the church because they got emotional leaders in the church. I just got to tell it like it is, people. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Now. Mmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. Hallelujah. So, we may be appalled at what Peter described, but still we have simply sugarcoated. here let, let me put it let me let me put it. What we tend to do a lot of times people is we sugarcoat what it is we see. We, we, we try to dress it up to make it look halfway decent you know but the bottom line is it's just told it's wrong it's wrong look at listen see see we we have a a a sinful behavior but see we assume with regular uh church attendance and and bible study attendance and 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 with the religious lingo uh Uh, And and, and, and having a a strong uh, biblical belief It'll wipe all that stuff away We can kind of hide it somewhere But being guilty is just being guilty I mean, you're just guilty, right? Guilty of failure in this area of your life So the best thing to do is just humble yourself And admit it And admit it Because, see, when you're honest with yourself that's the first step, you see? Then you can be honest with others and God, and he can renew you and restore you, amen? But when you continue to lie to yourself, that's the worst thing you can do, amen? So check yourself. Take an inventory of yourself. Ask yourself, is this me? Is it me? Amen. See, even though our basic doctrine of what we believe about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and how to be saved may be correct, we may still be arrogant and self-willed. I mean, hey, go to Galatians chapter five and verse uh, nineteen. Galatians chapter five and nineteen. Let's see what it talks about there. Galatians chapter five and nineteen. We we can still be jacked up a sideways. Amen. You know, you know salvation is a process, people. Mm, it, it's process. process. It, it, amen. But we got to be moving in the right direction. Are you moving in the right direction? Are you becoming more self-centered, more self-willed, more stubborn? Or are you loosening up? Is it shaking off of you? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go. So we got uh, 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 Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19. It reads this. Now. The works of the flesh, yeah, my God, listen, listen close, are manifested, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, uh, lavishness, yes, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, varnish, emulation, wrath, str- uh, strife, uh, uh, seduction, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, rivaling, and such like of that which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So all those things that I just went over will prevent you from receiving the kingdom of God. Here, yeah, I want to read it from a different a different version here. Listen to this. Listen to this. They worship false gods. They ask back bad spirits to help them. They become enemies and they fight. They hate other people because they themselves want to be like those people. They become very angry without any good reason. They want to be more important than other people. They refuse to agree, and so they belong to separate groups. They want things that are other people's. They are drunks. They have parties where they do all kinds of bad things. I have told you before how dangerous it is to do these things. And now I'm telling you again, people who do things like this will not be God's people. They will not belong to God. To God's people that he rules over, nor will they receive the things that God has prepared for his people. Amen. But it says this, but God's spirit in us causes us to love God and other people. So let me ask you, do you love other people? Are you always talking about other people? Are you walking around with a face with a face that got a mean, mugging look to keep people away from you, people scared to talk to you, people scared to come up to you and say hi to you because you just look like you're about to bite somebody's head off? You don't know how to talk to people. I mean, is that you? Or do you love people? He causes us to be happy and without trouble deep inside ourselves. He causes us to be patient kind and good. He causes us to believe that God will continue to help us. He causes us not to think that we are better than other people. He causes us to rule ourselves properly, and there are no rules against these things that God's Spirit causes us to do. Now, that was from a different version here, but we know this because it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit, love. Joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Amen. There is no law. Amen. So let, let, let's let, let's continue to, to talk a little bit a little bit about this uh self-will. Self-will. See, self-will comes in various degrees. Even mature Christians have a tendency towards self-centeredness and can fall into this trap. So it doesn't matter who you are. You can fall into self-centeredness, self-will. Amen? Have you ever wanted something really, 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 really bad? And and you had the money for it, there was a bill that you had to pay. Amen. Now, it wasn't like it was like like something was going to get churned off, you know, but you had a bill. You had an obligation, a debt. Right? Did you pay the debt? Or did you go get what you really, 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 really want and said, I'll pay the debt next week? Self-will. Self-will. Amen. Hallelujah. We must understand that it doesn't matter who you are we all fall into the trap at some point this kind of behavior breeds resentment uh, a a lack of respect and and a lack of trust if we persistently demonstrate these traits people will not feel comfortable around us or respect us like I said that bill collector would be like wait a minute I can't give you another uh, week or two. I didn't give you three months. (laughs) You see, you have no longer, your word is no longer your bond because if something comes up and you want to do it, that's exactly what you're going to do, what you want to do, despite the arrangements that you may have made. Amen? Why, why, why? Why do we avoid confronting a self-willed person? Have you ever had something against someone that was self-willed? So you know, or, or maybe they were wrong in something. You don't even want to confront them. You just say, you know, what they was wrong, but you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing to them because all I know is gonna, you know, you know, they say, you know, choose your battles. Well, you usually just say, I ain't going to go on that one. I'm not even going to fight this one. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to give him a pass. Amen? Why? It's difficult to confront a self-willed Christian because teachability is not their strong point. It's not their strong point. Yeah, most of, most, most of us resist telling such a person uh, uh, our true feelings because we're intimidated or often fear the rejection. We fear what they're going to say. You know, even a, a self-will say, they say, hey, man, let's go here. And you just say yes when you really mean no, but you say yes, because you don't want to go through the confrontation, because you know they're going to keep going and going until you give in to what they want to do. We know these type of people in the church. We There are some leaders that are just like this. It's going to go my way or no way. I know God may have said that, but, you know, I'm saying this. See, mm, that's not, come on now. Come on now. See, others, see, what they'll do is they'll work hard to please, to be accepted by an overbearing person. Unfortunately, people naturally talk about that overbearing person rather than talk to them. See, they take all this stuff to everybody else and talk about that individual instead of going directly to that individual because they're not approachable. You know anybody like that? They're just not approachable. You already know that they're not going to agree. You already know that they're not going to humble themselves. You know this. So why even try? Self-willed. 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 We're going to go into an area here that are for married people. See, in a marital relationship, if you have a self-willed individual, are both of the people in that relationship are self-willed? It might not last too long. See takes a lot and, and and I think i think I think the Lord knew this because he says that he gives he gives marriage extended grace more grace because we're having to deal with weaknesses in our mates and our mates dealing with weaknesses in us amen see living is more devastating to a marriage that is uh, uh, uh that has a self-oriented spouse because the 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 selfish selfishness itself destroys more marriages than any other negative characteristic and we're particularly vulnerable. Now I'll explain why. You know although both husband and wife can be guilty of being self-centered usually uh <laughs> I'm sorry guys but it falls on us <laughs> first a man's ego can be easily threatened which is one of the greatest weaknesses that we as men have our our ego let 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 let, let somebody threaten our ego amen you know, let 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 your your wife look at some guy that's walking past you guys. It's threatening your ego. What you looking at? You know, you just you know, he got a he got a washboard. You got a pot belly. What you looking at? You know, threatening our ego. Secondly, as a man, we tend to operate at a a, a rational level. More than at a feeling level. See, women are more emotional. We're more rational. You see, so that's kind of a, a, a an issue right there. You see, so we often don't understand how our overbearing approach to leadership, whether it be in the church, whether it be at work, whether it be in the community. Are in our relationship can affect our wives, our employees, our neighbors, being that leader. So being a leader, being overbearing, coming off like you know,, argh, you know, you don't know what that does to your congregation, nor do you know what that does to your wife and your family. See, when your wife tries to tell you how she feels, what we as men do is rather than listen, we give them 10 reasons why they shouldn't feel that way. You know, well, well, babe, I feel like, you know, you don't love me. What do you mean I don't love you? I bought you the car. I mean, I do You know, we give all these reasons why instead of taking the time out to listen. Y'all know what I'm, I'm talking about. I know these women running to get their husbands down, say, come on, take that. I'm going a, I'm to a reverse. I'm going a, I'm to a rewind this podcast. I want you to listen to this part right here. Men, listen. We have to start listening more than coming up with reasons why our wives shouldn't feel the way that they are feeling. Amen? Got to do that. Happy life's to happy wife. Amen. Listen, if we as men were honest with ourselves, we would know we often respond to our wives with logic because we are threatened by their negative feelings. I mean, for real, for real. We are threatened. See, we as men, we have many different ways of showing Fear. Amen. We'll get loud. We'll get angry. We'll try to reason. But really all those are cover-ups for fear. Are being threatened. Women have theirs too. But those are ours. What we need to learn to do is humble ourselves and just let the truth be the truth. Amen. Amen. See, it will reflect Christ's love when we were single, than when we got married, having to relate to our wives on a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week schedule. It's far more demanding than having to relate to my friends to where I could say, you know what, I'm getting tired of you. I'll see you next week, you know, and just leave. We can't leave like that. All we can do is go into one room, she going to the other, but we're going to come back and cross each other's path within 10 minutes. Amen. So we are in each other. Now, see, we got this pandemic going. There's a lot of marriages that may be on the rocks about now because you're in your wife's face, you're in your husband's face all day. Amen. Amen. This thing on, on television, uh, talking about the government put out this website to where it would help you uh, 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 keep your marriage alive. Now with the government? if the government can come out with something like that, why can't they come out with a way to keep jobs open? They're so busy. Man, come on, man. Anyway, so we are having to relate with another human being. See, when you by yourself, you can be at peace all day long. But bring somebody else into the equation. Another individual that has weaknesses, that has flaws, amen, and bring them into the equation and see if you can keep your peace, amen? Amen, see, this is where the Bible says that the two will become. See, become means process. So you got to learn some things. You got to accept some things. You have to let go of some things in order for everything to come together. But you can't continue to be who you were and her be who she is and continue. It ain't going to work like that. You got to bend a little. You got to give a little on both ends. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm talking what I know now, people. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Do something for me, y'all. Go to to Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to back this with with some scripture here, Ephesians chapter 5. We're talking about self-willed. Leaders are not to be self-willed, self-centered, egotistical, stubborn. We are not to be, is what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Men, listen up. The Bible says husbands, love your wife. You hear that? That's a... That's a command Then he tells you how He wants you to love him Even as Christ also loved the church So what did he do for the church He sacrificed himself So what does that mean You live for your wife You live for her So if somebody say I'm going to shoot one of y'all You know what you say Shoot me first How many of y'all willing to do that you be trying with ladies first? <laughs> no, 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 no. You protect the woman. You live, love her as Christ loved the church. Christ died for the church, so you ought to be willing to die for your wife. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna back that up again. Let's go to Colossians chapter three, Colossians chapter three and verse nineteen, and see what see see how how it's how, how it's written. Uh, Yeah, let's see how it's written there. Verse nineteen, verse nineteen. There we go. And it says this: "And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled all the fullness of God." Oops. Nope, I'm not there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That That wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Three and 19. I hope I wrote down the right scripture here. Yeah, there it is. Okay, 3 and 19. Okay. Husbands, love your wife and be not bitter against them. So I say, don't be bitter against your wife. Are you bitter against your wife? What does he mean by bitter? A bitter taste is nasty. It's, 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 It's it, it, it's, it's a bitter taste in the stomach it's, It doesn't taste good It's, it's something that you, you, you It's like anger uh, 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 Just negative emotions Negative feelings it's Just like sweet and sour Amen Would you rather have something sweet Or would you rather have something sour Amen Hey, We would rather have something sweet Okay So bitter We, we don't want to be bitter what? No we don't want to be bitter Amen. So we as men, we have to mature emotionally because it's through our emotions that we react and we become angry and we say things that we maybe don't mean, but we say them to make the person feel the way that we might be feeling or to put them in a position to stop speaking because they're threatening our ego uh oh yeah that's it that's it right there mm-hmm. so we are to love our wives we are to love our neighbors we are to love our congregation our, our sheep as Christ love the church amen glory be to God See, Christ knew that marriage puts a far greater demand on our commitment to Christ. Not only do we become more aware of our own selfish tendencies. Why? Because we're just a mere mirror to one another. So when you are living with someone and you're in their face 24-7, if you are willing, you can take a look at yourself by how you react how you respond, how you behave to that other individual. You see? See, one of the things that, you know, I do is I write. I write either at the end of the night or I'll write first thing in the morning. And I usually just sit back and go over my past day or go over the day and see how my behavior was. Where were my thoughts? Did I say something that was crazy? Was something said crazy to me? How did I react to that crazy thing that was said to me? You see, because it's not about what somebody does to you. It's about how you respond to what they did. Amen. Are you going to be mature in it? Or are you going to act like a child? Amen. Glory be to God. So. The last time. Somebody came at you, how did you respond? Do, are, do, do, were, are you able to see your weaknesses through your wife, through your husband? These are the challenges that we're faced with as married people. It's a good one, I think, because it gives us the ability to work on ourselves. But what we tend to do in marriages is want to work on the other person, and it don't work. Because that person will begin to feel like you're trying to control them. You're trying to change them. And that's not your job. That's God's job. What your job is, is to look in the mirror, see that man, change his ways. That's what Michael Jackson said. I'm looking at the man in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. Because if I change my ways, that means my spouse It's going to have to change their way because I'm not reacting the same way. I'm not doing the same things. So they're going to have to shift some way. It may be good. It may be bad, but it's going to be a a shift. Amen. See, the bottom line of this, people listen. There is no perfect husband. There is no perfect wife. The only way that there would be perfection is a total commitment to practicing God's principles of love. That's the only way the imperfections are to go away. And from that, there'll be a mutual Christian growth between the two, husband and wife. Husband and wife. Turn with me to Ephesians 4 and 6. Ephesians 4 and 6. We're almost done here. Ephesians 4 and 6. And it reads, One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And in you all Now go to Colossians chapter 3 And verse 21 And I'll explain It says fathers Provoke not your children To anger at Least they be discouraged at Least they be discouraged our ability to be humble and kind is tested even further in our relationships with our children. A self-willed father can devastate and discourage his children through this, uh, or though this is true, for both the wife, the mother, and the father. But particularly Applicable to fathers This is why Paul wrote What we read See The self-centered Self-willed father Can easily create Intense anger And resentment In his kids Doesn't take much Just yell at him Don't listen to him See, all these type of things that many of us fathers do today because there's not enough time in a day for all the things that we need to do to where when we come home, children don't understand that. They want you to be able to come outside and play. They want you to be able to do this, do that, and, and you didn't work eight hours. You've been stuck in traffic. You ain't eight in five hours, you know but we must figure out a, a way to be there for our children so that they may grow up with peace in their heart and not anger and resentment and feeling abandonment and, 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 and all of these things. Amen. What causes a, a self-centered behavior? That's the question. What Causes a self-centered behavior. See, some of us have just simply learned to be self-centered and and and, and self-willed uh, because we were spoiled and we we overindulged as children. We always got our way and. Problem is we still want our way as adults See, just because you become a Christian Doesn't automatically turn us into unselfish Or others-oriented men In fact, we often live a life of poised behavior In certain realms But be selfish and self-centered in other circumstances, you see. So just because you may have one area mastered doesn't mean you got the whole thing mastered. You got to look in particular areas, particular things. Amen. You know, sometimes you'll be sitting around and somebody asks you to do something, you say, okay, nah, I really don't feel like doing it. But then you remember that there's something that you want to do at that same place or same area. So what do you say? Okay, I'll do it. But the only reason why you're doing it is because there's something that you want to do also. But if it was just the fact that the individual wanted to do it, let's say the wife or the child wanted you to take them somewhere. Amen. You see, self-centered, because if it wasn't for you wanting something, you probably wouldn't have done it. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. Am I telling on myself or am I? Come on, men, help me out here. Help me out. Amen. Is this just me or is it everybody else? I'm telling you all my stuff. I'm going to open book until you get to chapter 11. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. Okay. Child repression. Child repression. Some people become extremely self-willed for another basic reason. It's much more difficult to understand, and it's sometimes hard to detect by the person himself when you're talking about the problem of the person. They'll say something like this. They'll blurt out, I really don't know why I'm so negative. Or I really don't understand my selfishness. They don't understand it. See, self-will behavior often relates to early childhood, to, to an early childhood between the age of somewhere between two and three. The child goes through a natural self-willed development. Okay? Amen. And, and and this this phase it's it's normal in every child's life. It's normal in every child's life. Uh, it's a time when he transitions from an extreme dependence upon the mother and father to independence. You see, a child when it first comes into the world, its sole dependence is upon the mother and the father. To eat, to, to change a diaper, to, 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 to turn them over, to, 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 to bathe them, amen? To, to to try to discover, to I mean, they're soul dependent. But as they begin to grow up, they begin to separate. I don't need you there no more. I don't need you for this no more. Amen? They don't need us for certain things as they continue to grow. Hallelujah. See, a, a child, as it begins to grow of age, begins to learn to control the world around him. And guess what? That includes you, the parent. Have you ever seen a child that didn't, you just fed him, changed the diaper, and they won't stop crying? They're not sick. They just want your attention. So you put them down, and they cry. You pick them up, they shut up. You put them down, they cry. Amen? And what do you do? Instead of just letting them cry and let them know who's running things, you just continue to pick them up. And you know what? You continue to pick them up. And guess what? You are still picking them up, and they're 30 years old. Yeah, because when something happens, guess who they run to? You. And what do you do? Clean it up. And guess what? Same thing, over and over and over again. That's where the spoiledness comes in, and they begin to be selfish. Amen? Amen? Glory be to God. See, many parents misunderstand this phase. They fear that children are becoming overly strong-willed and may grow up uh, trying to control others For the rest of their lives rather than seeing this natural bent as one of God's greatest gifts that needs to be channeled and directed. See, what we do is we resist and we try to break it. We try to break the child. Which can cause intense anger within them because they're going through a natural phase. Amen? Proverbs 22 and 6. Turn with me there, please. Proverbs 22 and 6. Reads this. Glory be to God. Proverbs 22 and 6. Here we go. All right, let's go. Reads this. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. He will not depart from it. Now, listen, we often interpret this verse from Proverbs as a parent's responsibility to educate a child in the way that that parent thinks the child should go, more specifically as Christians. See, we interpret this as training the child to go the way God wants the child to go, but this is not the full meaning of this proverb. See, rather, we are to train up a child according to the way God has created each child. We are to consider the natural bit in that child. Amen? We must understand that God has placed something in each and every child to where as the child begins to separate. We are to work with God, not against God, but with God in helping the child to develop and accept God's truth in the natural context of life. See, a strong, a strong will, uh, a strong self-will can come from two primary sources. First, we may have been uh, overindulged, pampered, or spoiled. You were given too much freedom and, 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 and too many bad examples as a Christian or as a non Christian. This kind of experience produces selfishness and self centered behaviors. See, see, second, rather than having too much freedom, you were overly restricted and repressed, particularly as. Young children are naturally self-willed. Phase was never content contaminated. Excuse me. With naturally, uh, which naturally relates in more cooperative traits to this day. So they are never are they are still trying to get through this phase of attempting to control their world that they live in, that is uh, deeply rooted in feelings of resentment and bitterness. You see, they they still control them uh, uh, to a point to where getting through it, they may need some help. They may need some help. See, whether spiritual or psychological, a mature Christian is not to be self-willed. We're not. We must face ourselves realistically and by God's grace overcome these negative traces in our lives. Because one of the qualifications as a leader, one of the qualifications as a true mature, mature man is not to be self-willed. So the point of action Okay. Here's a difference between self-willed and a strong will. There's a difference between self-willed and having a strong will. See, a strong will is not necessarily the same as self-will. See, willpower is one of the greatest possessions we have. A, a, a spiritually and psychologically mature Christian, however, does not use his willpower to dominate and crush others He is able to maintain A balance between being strong Willed and humble See the apostle Paul Was certainly this kind of man Now Determining the root cause See a man Who was self willed Because overindulgence And the development of bad habits Can usually isolate The problem quickly On the other hand, a man who is self-willed because of being overly restricted or repressed in childhood frequently can uh, definitely understand why he uh, does not or does what he does. Uh, And the reason is that kind of behavior often stems from a subconscious motivation. It, it stems from a subconscious motivation. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. So in Galatians twenty, Galatians five, twenty two to twenty six. Go there with me. Galatians chapter five, verse. Is it, yeah, 22 Through 26 22 through 26 Yeah, that's it, amen So it says this, wives Submit yourselves unto Your own husband As unto the Lord Amen For the husband is the head of the wife Even as Christ Is the head Is the head of the church And he is The savior Of the body Therefore as the church Is subject unto Christ So let the wives Be to their own husbands In everything Husbands love your wives Even as Christ also loved The church and gave himself For it that he might Sanctify and cleanse it With the washing Of water by The word by the word If you are uh, if you are so full because you have always been allowed to get your own way, by be thankful. Be thankful. It's relevantly easy to stop acting uh, in the ways in which you may have been acting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, studying the word of God and finding out what the Bible says about being a gracious loving and unselfish Christian, and then start loving people you know stop using others for your own end and allow the spirit of God to manifest through you on and and on the other hand if, if your problem is psychologically uh, rooted uh, uh, there, there may be uh, it may be difficult uh, to understand you'll probably need some professional help from a a competent Christian counselor. Um, you, You might need someone who can help you understand why the problem exists and then help you to set up goals to overcome the problem in itself. But the one thing that we must remember, God holds all of us Responsible for our actions No matter what the root cause Of our action is The Lord understands And he sympathizes But we must begin to act Responsibly by using The resources He has given Amen Glory be to God Well that's it for tonight y'all So let's just pray and thank the Holy Spirit For uh, coming through And uh, giving us Wisdom upon how we can become selfless instead of selfish, amen? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give thanks, praise, and honor to you. We ask, Father God, hallelujah, to forgive us for being selfish and self-centered men. Hallelujah. Father, teach us how to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Teach us, Father God, how to be meek, and loving to our neighbors. Help us, Father God, to uh, transform into the men, the leaders that you have made us, not just in the church, but in our home, not just in our home, but in our workplace, not just in the workplace, but in our communities, that we will be stand-up men, stand-up leaders, to lead our home, lead our church, lead our community, And thus says the Lord. Father, we thank you. We glorify you and we magnify you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to thank each and every person that is tuned in today for My Brother's Keeper's Measures of a Man Part 10. Come next week for Part 11. I was going to tell you, but you're going to have to find out when you get here. Amen. Same time, same place. And never forget, walk by faith, not by sight. We love you. See you next week. Bless you.